And welcome once again to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald. Joining me, of course, is my co-host, Matt Dudek. Hey there, everybody. Matt, of course, you can find on Twitter at Horizon. Matt, you can find us on Twitter at HorizonRT. You can follow us on the web at HorizonRoundtable.com. Be sure to do that. Of course, we've got a bunch of written content there. And as always, be sure to subscribe to us wherever podcasts are found. And Matt, I, the days are starting to meld together. <laughs> I don't know what day it is. It's somewhere between Christmas and New Year's. That's all I know. So, yes. So it is. So we are recording on Monday. It's Monday. It's funny because, um, unfortunately, I live in Cleveland anymore. But uh, the local Fox station there has, ever since the pandemic started, they actually have a segment on their show on their on the morning show. Letting everybody know what day of the week it is. I'm, I am in the Chicago. I get Chicago stations. They don't do that. Somebody needs to get on it, because I'm getting confused. That's yeah, all. It's all the same. It's fine. All I know is that all I know is that 2020 is finally coming to an end. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole, but uh, just because the date <laughs> changes doesn't mean anything else is changing. Folks, wear your mask. Thank you. Bye. There you go. Um. So. Before we kind of get into the week that was, which involves, once again, a bunch of scheduling changes and a bunch of other crap, I wanted to bring one one thing up that we can look, we can certainly look forward to, to in 2021. And that, of course, is our annual, the annual Jimmy Lemke Fan Battle Royale. I feel like so, that needs, like, like, anytime you say it, there should be, like, a, you know, some kind of sound. I know. Should accompany that. I know. Somebody needs to get on that, by the way, because I, I got to do that. And yeah, so um, I may actually put it in prose production just to be an ass, but. There you go. <laughs> All right. So, so for the first, uh, so since we've been doing this in 2018. The format has been we've tried to gather all uh, fans from all the Horizon League schools together in one spot on one day, record enough for two episodes, call it a day. So that's like herding cats. <laughs> or Horizon League fans. Or Horizon League fans. And, and, and with the now that we have 12, we're, we're up to 12 Horizon League teams. It's starting to get a little bit unwieldy. So I've decided. Uh, so we, we've decided that a format change is in the offing. So, um, first of all, uh, we do. We obviously do want all fans from all twelve Horizon League schools to participate. This has not changed. We. This has always been our goal. We've never been able to get all twelve. All 12 schools participating at the same time. I feel like this format change will absolutely help us a great deal in achieving that goal because we're bribing you. We're, we're giving you a light at the end of the tunnel because this is actually going to be a competition this year, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. I said it. And at the end of the rainbow, we are giving away a $50 gift card for Amazon. To the winner. So, how is this actually going to work? Well, very simple. We are going to have, uh, we are going to allow, uh, we're going to have fans from from each school, and you're going to have to at least, you know, volunteer to be a part of this. 
we're going to have you record your own your own content. So, and how do you do that, of course? Well, we've been using Anchor.fm as you know, for to host our podcast, and I know on many occasions on our on the Twitter account we posted, hey, if you want to leave a message because you have the ability to leave voicemail messages, voice messages on Anchor. So we've decided to finally put that to use. So if you're in, interested in being a part of the 2021 Jimmy Lemke Fan Battle Royale, insert f- sound here. <laughs> yes. Yes. So we invite you. We will. Uh, we invite you to record a record. No more than ten minutes. Yes, we're giving you that much time to talk about your school. Talk about you know what you like about your school, what you hate about your school, how your season went. Talk smack about other fans. We don't care. Ten minutes on Anchor.fm on on the mess uh, on our voice messages. We'll have obviously we'll have the link for you. So we want all we want fans from all twelve schools to do this. Okay. Once we get all of those, and we'll have a set time, we'll have all the rules on our on HorizonRoundtable.com as we get over there. Once we've finished all this, once you have submitted your audio files, we want to make sure that you get your audio in before we start moving. So the the first three rounds of the 2021 Jimmy Lemke Fan Battle Royale, insert sound here. <laughs> Will be on April twelve, uh, the week of April eleventh, the week of April eighteenth, and the weekend of April twenty fifth. So, for each of these three episodes, we will have uh, we will have your voice. Uh, we will have your your audio, your no more than ten minutes of audio, featured for for four fans on each week. So four fans first week, four. Fans second week, four plans, third week. And then on Sunday, May 2nd, we will invite the winners, the top three people, the winners from each of those three weeks. Now, how are we going to determine that? Well, I'm glad you asked. We are going to have judges. Don't worry, guys. It's not me and Matt. No. <laughs> Oh, I should be, actually. You should worry because one of those judges is going to be the fans themselves. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna put up the poll. We're gonna put up uh, the Twitter polls afterwards to, you know, let you guys vote. But don't. But I will say this: your the fan vote is just one of we hope four judges for this particular fan battle royale. We have three other judges. One has uh, we've invited has not confirmed yet. Uh, one of them we got way early on. Horizon Boy is going to be one of our judges, and one of the other. The Lions. Yes, he is. He already said he was going to. So that might be a conflict of interest, but okay. I thought about that, but I mean, it is what it is. It is he, it again, is. he's only one of four votes, so. Um, and he 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 might listen and be completely wrong because you know. You never know, but the th- the the third judge is we as we know is a completely impartial guy. It's Todd Buckingham, who is of course now the host of the Reaching the Summit podcast. But 
don't let that mess you up. He is still a very big Horizon League fan, so he he listens regularly. He is definitely gonna he's definitely on board on this, so he's definitely gonna be he's judging you guys. So there you go. Let's be fair. Todd's probably smarter around the Horizon League than most of us, including you and I. Yeah, he really is, which is funny because we you know we we got him. Yeah, which is funny because we got him into the Summit League. <laughs> That's like I mean, we didn't, get him, we, didn't get, we didn't get him into the Summit League. We got him into podcasting the Summit League. So that was – but, you know, that, that's a whole other conversation for a whole other day. But, you know, by the way, if you have not listened to the, the Reaching the Summit podcast with Todd with uh, and his co-host Zachary Dosh and uh, Greg Steeman, you got to listen to it. It's a great podcast. Um, I mean, not just – you know, I mean – you know those guys are those guys are great. So you definitely want to have take a listen to those guys, especially next year since you know we got the Horizon League Summit League Challenge allegedly happening next year. So, so that's it. So each week at the end of each week we'll tally up the votes and you know we'll we'll have a determination on who's won the week and then we'll get into the that final day that final day that May second where we're gonna have everybody on. And we will determine the winner. Sounds like a plan to me. Then that indeed is going to be the 2021 Jimmy Lemke Fan Battle Royale. So, you know, I'm just going to leave that your your you know your sound effects in there because I'm too lazy to find my own. (laughs) I expect you to actually cut that sound effect and just add it in any time from now on. Like that's the official (laughs) sound effect. But That's you're going to have to create a, a, a drop of me doing it. Oh, you don't think I won't do that? Oh, I oh, will. Oh, I'm sure you will. And it will be glory. I may actually I may actually drop that in during the live show. There you go. <laughs> um, so now that, the, now that the housekeeping's out of the way, let, let's talk about what actually happened this week. Which basketball. Inclu- uh, yeah, a whole basketball thing. Yeah, we, we spent the first 10 minutes of this talking about us, which is awesome, by the way. Well, not just well, not necessarily us, but you, the fans, because we appreciate you listening, and we enjoy when you participate in these things that we have. Yeah. I mean, so, and they're, they're our most popular episodes. Of course they should be, because they involve you. No Who one actually want to really wants to listen to me and Bob. You do it out of necessity, but those those ones are good days. Yeah. Well, we also saturate, we've also saturated the market now because there's just so many, we're doing so much now that, yeah. Um, So this weekend we had four teams that didn't play. Uh, IUPUI is still on the COVID protocol, so they were out for a second weekend. Um, Theoretically, they're going to be back this weekend and they're playing Cleveland State. That's going to be an interesting thing. We'll talk about that a little later. But now we have and we have three other teams that didn't, you know, have some issues. Well, no, two other teams has issues. One other team is just was just shit out of luck this week. Um, the the team that was SOL is Milwaukee. They were fine. They just got their they got their games canceled on them. And unfortunately, we're kind of at this point during the season where they probably couldn't they didn't have the opportunity to scramble around and get another game because I believe they canceled the the, because they were supposed to play UIC and that game got canceled what Wednesday I think Wednesday yep something like that and you know so so Milwaukee just ended up with no game at all UIC 
UIC is now in the COVID protocol, so they didn't play le- the last weekend, and there's a, there's a possibility they may not play this weekend either. And Northern Kentucky, once again, <laughs> is on COVID protocol, so they may not play this weekend. So it made for once again another. It's it's like it is basically like Groundhog Day. <laughs> it's it's the whack-a-mole schedule we've talked about. Yeah, you know, I I don't understand why the Horizon League made some choices they made though, and I'm sure we'll get into it as we go here. But like, okay, so well, there you was are... really I mean, there was legitimately only one choice they had to make this week, which is put Oakland and Detroit Mercy together. But why not give one of them to Milwaukee, especially knowing that's a rivalry game and, you know, Metro Series, all this stuff, rivalry and quotation marks. But I don't know. I, so the po- challenge, I, well, see, the challenge was, I think, they, they probably, it seemed to me that they didn't think that there was going to be another cancellation because if you, if you noticed, they rescheduled, they put Oakland and Detroit Mercy together on Tuesday before Northern Kentucky, before Milwaukee and UIC made the announcement that they were getting canceled. So maybe they, you know, maybe they didn't think that that was going to happen. I, and to be honest, if that, if that actually would have happened, it would have been Oakland that probably wouldn't have had a game this week. Because I, I think that because been Detroit better. Mercy was already off. Detroit Mercy had already not had a game schedule because IEPUI being on the protocol. So, right. but I, I don't know exactly. So, you know, I guess because of the late scheduling, you know, again, Milwaukee was just the one that was SOL. They got to practice. That's never a bad thing. They got to practice, and it's a good thing too because you know, obviously, they have the you know they've got uh, they just got Jordan Lathan back in and. They want to get him integrated, and we saw how you know getting new people and new new pieces parts in worked for Detroit Mercy this weekend. I guess my my, my complaint is just you know Milwaukee's only played four games at this point, yeah, and they need to get to that uh, thirteen number, that magic number to qualify. Mm-hmm. So instead of putting Oakland and Detroit together, Oakland who had played nine games already at that point, you know, only needs to get two more series in. Why not put you know Milwaukee and Detroit and help get those numbers up? But I mean, I guess there's. That- Potential for late scheduling. Yeah. You know, there's a lot that goes into it. I'm not going to pretend to know better than the Horizon League. You know, they're they're doing their best, and I get it. Just especially locally, that just th- this series was not what it needed to be this weekend for Detroit and Oakland. I wish Milwaukee would have gotten those games in so that they had more than four games. You know, they still got need to get nine games in now on 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 the season, and who knows the way things are going if that's going to even happen. Like, who's going to be the team that doesn't qualify for the NCAA tournament? Because you know what? Get- I'll be honest with you. I don't see. I mean, we have enough of a schedule left that I don't see that happening. I hope not. I know. I mean, I, I know that's, that's that's. I'm being cautiously optimistic about that because you know there are plenty of possibilities for everything to just go south quickly. But if I'm being honest, if I'm looking at the schedule as of right now, I do truly believe that. Everybody's going to get that minimum number of games in. Um, it, and, and yeah, and I see, again, to your point, it just seemed yeah, Milwaukee getting a game in would have been, specifically against Detroit, Mercy probably would have been a good scenario. It didn't happen, obviously, but it, that would have worked, especially when you're talking about those minimums and how many games Oakland would have, Oakland's already played to this point. Oakland would still be winless then, but, you know. You know. 
Well, and part of it's going to yeah, be... It's, 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 it's a balancing act. It's a balancing well, act I'm so happy I don't have to do. What we're going to keep seeing, and you know, you started to talk about the NKU thing, I'll let you get back on track with that, is you know, NKU shut down again. UIC is shut down, but UIC is shut down for a referee. That's the contact tracing that they had to deal with. So some yeah. of these teams are seeing multiple shutdowns, even though they've already been shut. You know, Oakland's had over half the team has had COVID, but they still might see a shutdown because they have to contact trace through a referee or something. You know, there's there's a lot that plays into this, and that's, you know, but then... You know, UIC got shut down for this referee, but UIC was playing Oakland. So why wasn't Oakland shut down? And that was Mike Davis is complaining that I'll talk about in a minute too. And I, I see all this. It's it's tough. I There's no winning right now. It's just, it's taking a lot of the fun out of it. You know, the wind out of the sails as, as far as a lot of this goes. Yeah, um, it's true. And yeah, you couldn't even, you couldn't even enjoy the fact that, you know, Oakland actually won two games this weekend. For well, the first time. let's not get carried away with couldn't enjoy <laughs> Let's not say things we don't mean, Bob. Oh, I, you know what? I do mean it because Oakland may have won this weekend, but I did not enjoy those games. I don't know if you, I don't know if you listened to me during the Horizon game night, but I enjoyed neither of those games. They were tough watches. You're absolutely correct. I'm not going to sugarcoat something that it's not. They were, they were tough losses. Um, you learned a lot about both teams. I mean, I've, I've said it on, on Twitter. It's been talked about in a couple places. Uh, Detroit Mercy is like an AAU team. They just keep picking up these players and trying to piece them in, and they look terrible because of I mean, they just there's just no... Uh, it's insane. Well, yeah, and this is what this is the point I brought up. It's like, it, I think that's Detroit Mercy's biggest problem at this point is that they now have players... You know, they definitely have the talent there now. It's pretty obvious. Um, Bull Cool has been um, been outstanding this year. Bull Cool has been great this year. Yep, look great. Um, he's been do- he's been great. Matt, Matt Johnson's been a good pickup. Um, but they Boy started Coca. to see the floor less because Noah Waterman yeah. was was eligible and good to go, and they let they're, they're high on Waterman, which is fine. But Waterman's really just another two three guard, even though he's seven foot. Yeah. So exactly. all of a sudden, he's taking minutes from players that have played together all season and played well. And it, like, I guess it's just, like it's just Willie is, like Willie Isiani, who when he was in the game, when he was able to be in the game against Oakland was very effective, but he didn't get any, he was, he, he kept getting less than he, he, he's been kind of the, the guy, it seems like he's been kind of the odd man out here because he, well, in, well, in spite of the fact that he's actually been very effective in the paint because of Waterman and because Coca have come in. His minutes have become less and less. So, do you know what would have um, made uh, Isiani more uh, more valuable to, to Detroit Mercy this weekend? Uh, what would that have been? Uh, not having Rashad Williams hit the game-winning three in his face. Extremely helpful, wouldn't it have been? Yes. If, yeah, if he uh, would have gotten a piece of that three, that would have been more helpful to them, I think. Uh, indeed, it would have, but that did not happen. Then, but Rashad I mean, Williams. If, if yes. we're talking about Detroit Mercy in general, like isn't that pretty much what Mike Davis has been? Just new pieces constantly. Like it used to be season to season. Now it's game to game that he's got these new yeah. pieces coming in, and there's his team ha- has no flow. And w- where is Antoine Davis? I swear, if anyone even is voting him for a first or second team Horizon League uh, player right at this point, it, like they are not watching Horizon League basketball. He has been that here. Is- that has been the amazing part of this Detroit Mercy team is the the lack of Antoine Davis. Is that when you've watched Detroit Mercy to this point, the games that they have played, 
the 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 key piece of those games every single one of them has not been Antoine Davis it has been somebody else and that's you know it, it's funny because we've we talked about going into the season it was going to be Antoine Davis and everybody else but it's been everybody else it just it has i mean you know Antoine uh, Davis did get it. Antoine Davis did get did, did look like he was getting his shot going a little bit more on Sunday but it's still been a slog for him. He's it shooting thirty three percent from the field. I mean, and, and that's and that's that's inside the arc and outside the arc. Yeah, he's seven seventeen percent from three on the season. That's insane. And that's for someone that is averaging thirty nine minutes a game, like you are, your efficiency numbers are going to be low. Like, what are you yeah. actually bringing to the t- you know? If you're shooting like that, you'd like to see the assists are at least really high. I mean, he's leading the team at three assists a game. That's that's not it. I don't know what you're bringing to the table, but you're taking up a lot of minutes. And that's it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's you would have thought, you know, considering how you know kind of his contributions have been in the first two years, that this would have been his his year to take that team over. Especially again, especially with the t- you know, I I grossly underestimated the talent on this team. And if Antoine Davis was playing at the level he was playing even in his freshman year, Detroit is not uh, Detroit has more than one win. Detroit finally beats Oakland for the first time in God knows how long. I mean, and it just hasn't. Something is up, and I'm not sure what it is. It is. It's. It's. It's been. I mean, it, it's almost. It's been a regression, and I. I'm. I'm astounded by it because I don't understand it, especially with a, with a player who we know has the talent. We've seen it. We've seen it for two years. Year three right, has just been a bad year for him. Here's the thing. I don't think it has been. I we saw him on bad teams getting his, right? Like yeah. we can agree that Detroit Mercy the first two years were bad teams. He got his. Now that he has some talent around him, I think we're seeing who he really is. I mean, if we're just really? being honest, I don't want you to think I'm hating on Antoine Davis in the event that he's listening to this. I would love Antoine Davis on my team, but he'd be used differently. What he is is he's daddy's boy getting what he wants and what they think is best for him, but he's not succeeding. You know, we've talked about Pat Baldwin Jr.'s kid or Pat Baldwin Jr. Um yeah. And he's he's down between Milwaukee and Duke essentially. Okay, so that he so he can play for Daddy and help Daddy out, or he can go to Duke. Antoine Davis didn't have that. He was going to Houston. I thought it was Northwestern. He was down to. I thought I thought Duke was essentially. No, I thought I think he was down. I think he was down to Milwaukee and Northwestern. Is that where he's down to? Okay, but there, yeah, I mean, he, yeah, Duke's he had out some, of the equation now. He had some major offers and 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 yeah. look. Antoine Davis didn't have that. He was going to Houston, not a bad school by any means, but he was going to go to Houston. Then he followed daddy to Detroit mercy. He wasn't that highly recruited. He's not that great. I think he got his because somebody had to get him, and no one knew what to do with him. But once they figured him out, he hasn't been that good. Even most of last year, I didn't even, I had him on my second team last year and I know he ended up first team and that's fine. I would have had him second team. He hasn't been that good. And that's fine. He's a good piece, but he's not the superstar that we thought he was out out of his freshman year. And that's okay. But be who you are. And at some point, if he's going to make it, you know, even overseas, he's got to play the point. And he's not doing a very good job of that. He's got to make his when it's there and let the pieces around him play. And now that he has pieces, that team's just kind of all over the place. See, this is where I disagree. I think he does have the talent. I just think 
it, it does. I do. I will agree, however, that it does come down to his how he's being used. Um, and it seems like the Antoine Davis we saw in the first two years is trying to get plugged into this Detroit Mercy team, and that doesn't work at all because you you see him, you see the shot selection for him that for the first two years, for one reason or another, worked, and it's just not working at all now. So somewhere along the lines, they have to address that. There's and almost like there's a problem running the out of time. There's a problem in the Davis family where they don't make adjustments. And I'm talking about daddy. And now we're seeing with Antoine. Daddy's getting out coached regularly. And everyone wants to talk about what a great coach Mike Davis is. I don't think his record's that great. Yeah, he had a, he had an NCAA run with, with the Bobby Knight team. And then he was there for six years. Then he did okay at uh, UAB for six years. And then Texas Southern for six years. He's a six-year coach that does fine. He's not a bad coach, but I don't think he's some genius. And I, I don't think he's succeeding. And I know that the Detroit Mercy fans right now are about done. So I don't know. Seems I just like it. If you listen to any of Horizon Game Night this weekend, yeah, seems like it. <laughs> and I mean, that's just Carrick. But if you go on their boards, and th- there's a lot of people that are fresh, and I would be too. And it's not just the Oakland thing, although it highlights the problem. The you this should not fourteen what is to two. Yeah, what is happening right now is exactly what Detroit Mercy had to avoid. This is why everybody's still. This is why they need to play better than the. You know, eighth or ninth place, every we all had them placed at, and it's just not, and it, and it's just not happening, and it's happening again with a team that has way more talent than an eighth or ninth place team in this conference. Exactly, just, he he recruited you know, and he got his talent. The talent is it, not in question. Yeah, it is absolutely. It is again. It's something they need to figure out, and they need to figure out now because they're out of time. But instead, they're, you know, Mike Davis in, is whining about. Conference. They shouldn't have played the game instead of sitting down and going, hey, why are we not winning? I don't care who you're playing or if you think you should be playing. When you're more talented than the other team, you should be winning more regularly. And they're not. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, what are you going to do about that? (laughs) I'm not going to do anything. It's not my problem. And I like that. No, it really isn't. Especially since, you know. Especially since Oakland got two wins off of them. So there you go. I've been out. I'm just hoping. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I, I don't envy you guys. I really don't. I've been down this road myself on way too many occasions. I do not envy you at this point. Right. And it's gonna be. It's gonna get to. It's gonna come to a head, and it's gonna come to a head in a very bad way if they don't get it. If they don't get it together. I mean, you could see. You could kind of see how this movie could is gonna end, and it, it's not gonna end well. So no. they, they got to make they got to make some serious adjustments in a really short amount of time. So, huh. yeah, we yeah, I'm, I'm just looking at it. There's like four teams that, you know, didn't play all, all year. So, you know what? We already talked about it. They didn't play this week. Forget them. Yeah. <laughs> no offense, guys, but you didn't play this week. I don't feel like ringing you. Um, I do want to talk about Youngstown State, though. Yeah. I'm a little that. OK, so. And, and, you know, I, I don't want to spend too much time on, you know, yeah, they, they just, I don't understand kind of what's going on with them. Um, Do well, we know what, why was Quisenberry out for the second game? Quisenberry, oh. and Engle, uh, Quisenberry has been dealing with an ankle injury. He's dealing with an ankle injury. Okay, thank this, you. That was why he was out this weekend. So, but at the same time, 
it I'm just trying to figure out their rotation right now and kind of what's going on because <clears throat> because this weekend against Cleveland State I thought even without Quisenberry they got they had Shamar Rotan Mays who was actually doing very well he, he did pretty well um, in Quisenberry's place you saw some. You saw some opportunities for Youngstown State to get it together, specifically on Sunday, where Garrett Covington was able to hit shots. Alex Vargo was able to hit shots. Nas Hannon, who was basically shut out of the game on Saturday, to be able to find come to do a little better penetrating um, on the inside. And then somewhere within about a minute of that game, Cleveland State turned you know turned on the defense and just hit them. And ended up winning the game. I was shocked as hell that that happened because we had saw the same thing up until the you know up until that point. We we it looked like we were seeing the same thing the Youngstown State did the week before against Northern Kentucky, and they were doing again against Cleveland State. And it's actually a question I I wish I had been able to ask Dennis Gates about okay you saw what they did last week what are they you know what do you need to do to prevent that from happening this week I got my answer <laughs> turn up the D yeah I mean turn up the D Gates has proved exactly Gates has proven that he can coach and he he's making a lot of I don't think that much talent you know he's got some pieces but he's he's made a cohesive unit and they're playing yeah. really well and he's got and again it, the the thing that we've been saying we're saying in the preseason he's got a he he always seems to have a guy that we don't know is going to score going to score a bunch of points score a bunch of points this weekend you know uh, you know this weekend he had Chris Green Chris Green you know Chris Green a JUCO guy he had, there have been games he has played maybe 3 minutes guy comes off the bench in the second half scores 13 points and helps them win the game Trago Million, who you know, he if you're not, if you are not a fan of Trago Million right now, what is wrong with you? That guy is awesome, specifically on the deep. There is that guy. That guy plays with such fierceness; it's just crazy. And but it's mostly on the defensive end. You don't really see a lot of offensive production out of Trago Million, except for on Sunday where he, you know, he he scored 23 points. And there's always a guy for Cleveland State who does that. And you don't know where it's going to come from. You know what I'm most excited about if I'm a Cleveland State fan? Which I'm not. But you know what I'd be most excited about? <laughs> the, fact that every, the fact oh, that nobody's talking about that 40 to nothing run anymore? Well, there's that, too. I, you know what? That's probably 1A to what I'm going to say. But 1B <laughs> would be someone that only got three minutes and didn't score or do anything in that Sunday game. But they were on the floor. And that's L. Eichelberger. Yeah. That he's that he's getting close to actually maybe back and seeing the floor a little bit. That Cleveland yeah. State team is going to be even better soon, and yeah. that's that's big. I mean, that's a big big piece to be getting back. That's yeah, and it's amazing because yeah, and and the one thing I do want to point out that you know especially this weekend, and I mentioned Nas Bohannon having you know was was pretty much I think he was held scoreless on scoreless Saturday. The first game, yep. Yeah, um, that was Spider Johnson, man. He was he was harassing him. I have always game. liked Spider John. You know, he came out of Detroit. I wanted Oakland to get him, and yeah, he, you know, he went to Cleveland State. And then during the Exodus, I thought there might be a chance. You know, Rashad, Spider, come here, Spider State. Like I like that player. Like good, good player, a yeah. lot of length. Yeah, yeah. Then Spider is, but Spider has put some major minutes in for them. 
Um, and he's definitely been putting in the boards. And you do not want to try to shoot in his general presence because he'll swat it away. This is awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, that's – yeah. And, and again, it's just – you don't know who you're going to – yeah. And, again, they have so many guys – you don't know who you're going to get on any given t- any, any given moments, and they have got they will keep stepping up. It just I I'm just trying to figure out how this team. I don't want to think about it too much, but I'm just want to trying to wrap. I'm still trying to wrap my head around this team that is four and zero for the first time since Norris Cole was on the on the roster. Was the team that had you know got a forty point run put on them you know what three weeks ago, maybe. They got embarrassed not that long ago, and they just and it didn't matter. And it, and I guess that's probably the best part of this team is that they can have something that bad happen to them, and they can turn around and still perform like they've done in the first four weeks, uh, first four games of this of the of the Horizon League schedule. And I don't know. That makes it. I think that kind of makes them a little dangerous, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I want to talk. We did. We finally did get our first conference action from uh, from Robert Morris this week. Yeah. And um, and it's oh. funny because you're always gonna you always try to figure out who's gonna be the split because you see who's gonna be who's gonna split the weekend and if you'd have had Robert Morris and and Fort and Purdue Fort Wayne on your on your who's going to split bingo card. Congratulations. You're a winner. I, I wouldn't have called that one, honestly. Well, um, I appreciate those two teams playing at this point, just so that yeah. we could finally have, they each got their first horizon league win. Yeah, that's true. That is true. They, indeed. they made that easy on us. They really did. It's really, yeah. Um, I will say this, and this is, I mean, it, it's funny because you, you see kind of Robert Morris's game, you know when they're com- when they're really on, su- yeah, super scary. Um, specifically AJ Brahma. Sure, he was actually really good the whole weekend. Um, but the you know the, those are the other pieces that they have. You know you're you are definitely looking at a team that's really it's gonna be really fun to watch. And they're gonna win all the time. I mean, but they're gonna give it a they're gonna give it a show. I mean. Come on, the um, Fort Wayne, uh, Purdue Fort Wayne did win on Sunday, got their first win, as did Robert Morris on Saturday. But Robert Morris made it interesting. I mean, they only lost that game by five. They were down by way more than that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I want to say this too about Fort uh, about Purdue Fort Wayne. They're not a. I mean, I don't see them being that bad a team either. Specifically, in, in, in the context of of the conference. Um, specifically Jared Godfrey, that guy is amazing. You know what Fort, Fort Wayne's going to do to us is they're not as bad as we thought they were, yeah. they might be. And that's a good thing for them, but I didn't and, expect him to be that bad. I'm, I I'm, thought they would be towards not, the bottom not, just because someone needs yeah. to be, but what yeah, we're really true. seeing and I thought Robert Morris was going to be maybe a little better than they've shown. So what yeah. we're really seeing is we have two more teams in that middle muck of, after Wright State and I guess Cleveland State right now, but that's you know John Parker's power yeah. ranking thing. But, but <laughs> that, like, stop giving it away. Well, he he, he tweeted that. It, but other he than those did. two, like it's just a big muck of teams. And f- I thought maybe Robert Morris might be towards the top, and nope, they're in that muck. And I thought Fort no, Wayne might be the, the bottom. They're they're in the middle. Yeah. Everyone's in the middle. I mean, we're four games in, so it's hard to 
get a whole lot, but they're Robert Morris isn't maybe just not quite as good as I thought they would be, and that's fine. They're still hey. adjusting to the league, and Fort Wayne's a little better than I thought they might be, and that's good. They're adjusting to the league, so parity's great. But man, yeah, the, Mark Morris does have Robert Morris does have some work to do. They they really do. Um, Fort Wayne, I th- Purdue Fort Wayne, I think um, their big issue is if their shots don't fall, they have issues, and that's going to be a big problem for them. Kaufman told that's, us that they're, bu- they're built for the three. Exactly. They're built for the three. When the, you live by the three, you die by the three. And, you know, when you're not hitting the three, they're not going to make it. I mean, you can make some – you're not. You're never going to be out of any game. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, you can keep shooting and eventually those things will fall. I mean, Cleveland State is – you know, when they played Cleveland State, they got – they made that thing real interesting because they were finally able to hit the shots. But, you know, when that goes away, then, you know, then Robert Morris trucks you on Saturday. <laughs> and that's what I, and, and so that's going to be what's interesting, which is interesting because I from just from this weekend's games, you could see that you know, that Purdue Fort Wayne does have an inside game. They do have an inside game. You know, the Dylan Carl actually did really well for them in the paint. But. If you think of them in terms, if you think of them in terms of how would they perform against the right state, when you got those twin towers of Loudon Love and Grant Basili in the middle, yeah, it's not going to be a good day for you. And they, and in addition, you know, in addition, the three, all the three point, all the three point shooting in the world isn't going to do you any good when you got when, when especially against right state when you got a, you know, when you got multiple weapons, you know, that'll kill you every time. So you're probably not I'll be interested in seeing how they match up against another Horizon League team moving forward. Um they're probably you're probably right. I don't think they're as bad as, you know, as I think they were what picked 11th in the conference. I so. mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think they're as bad as 11th place. I think you're right. They're probably they're probably more appropriately slotted in in that in that uh, log jam in the middle. Which we know it's going to be because it's always going to be because it's the Horizon League and that's what we're about. We're about the logjam in the middle. We're just a medium, middle of the road kind of conference. I mean, we really are, and that's cool. I mean, it makes the it makes the conference tournament exciting. You know, people like to complain about, oh, we're always going to be a 15 seed because we can't even get our best team in. Maybe our best team is just you know, there's just a lot of parity right now, and I that's not a terrible thing. It just doesn't look great when. You know, your fourth yeah. is, is your representative, but I'd like to point out, by ahead. the way, I'd like to point out as of right now, there's at least a couple of people who have right state as a 13 seed. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm throwing I'm just throwing that out there that, you know, th- we, we may not even be a 50. We may not necessarily be a 15 seed this year. Well, I, I mean, do. I, I do not. I, to be fair, I don't ex- now to be clear, I do not expect to right state to run the table just like I didn't expect them to run the table last year. But if they are finally able to win the tournament, yes. I keep saying that if they are able to finally win the tournament, they've won the tournament before. Yeah. They won it in 18. <laughs> yeah, they're not that far removed. No. They're not that far. It's, we act like it was like 100 years ago. <laughs> You know, Bob, what I what we're really learning is the conference is getting better, and we're probably a two bid league real soon. No, we're not. 
Did I not make that clear already? Uh, we're, we're, we are absolutely not there yet. No, 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 we're not. I, just kidding. Make sure you listen to the Mixlr. I, I disagree with you. Sorry, <laughs> not sorry, bud. I know, I know, but yeah, it's. Uh, but yeah, the but I uh, but if you look at but if you look at Wright State, at least you know Wright State is doing what they need to do. That 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 Marshall game was obviously an aberration. They had to learn a little, and that's fine. They did, and they turned around, and you know, I I can't remember if we mentioned this previously, but you know that that Bowling Green team they beat is a really good team. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they I mean they played Robert Morris and beat him by like twenty, and then you know this is the same team that Wright State just you know basically owned from start to finish, and, and again. You know, Bowling Green is one of the. It was picked to be one of the top teams in the MAC, and they got a. You know, they got Justin Turner, who is a who is an outstanding player for them, and you know, Wright State pretty much handled them, and Robert Morris couldn't. So that that pretty much lends me to wonder exactly how how good. And now, don't get me wrong. You know, Wright State has their issues as well. I mean, they in the first half of the game on Sunday against Green Bay. You know, when Amari Davis was putting up just insane numbers, they had troubles containing him. Now, they but but what set them apart is they were able to make the adjustments at halftime clearly and they were able to win comfortably. Here Bob, trivia question. It goes with what you're saying. You ready for your trivia question? Oh, I didn't know there was going to be a pop quiz on this week. Oh, there's a pop quiz. It's it's literally a pop quiz. Uh, Damn it! Who was Poo. the Horizon League basketball men's player of the week? This week. This week. Don't you cheat! Oh, don't, don't you cheat! Um, Tory Patton. Oh no! It goes with what we're talking. Tanner Holden gets it this week. Okay. Yes. <laughs> It's funny because we were we were having yeah I'm sorry we were having a conversation on this on on game on game game night last night we figured that it was going to be Tanner Holden but we could make an argument um for a couple of other guys makes sense Tanner Holden is the player of the week yep uh, major yeah you could see you know why really he had a really good weekend and trivia question pop quiz and who is the Horizon League freshman of the week. Um, I'll say Cam Ferris. We struggled with it. We str- we all struggled with this one. Uh, it's it's probably the rightest answer, but there was no really good answer. It's Micah Parrish, uh, who had Micah a great Parrish. game on Saturday, not a great stat game on Sunday, but yeah. uh, but he hit a game winner and still averaged twelve and a half and uh, six and a half on the weekend. So okay. Micah Parrish gets the Horizon League Freshman of the Week. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I. Yeah, that that second that that Sunday game kind of because we were looking at it from we were because we were having a conversation about you know Micah Parrish obviously doing you know he had the game winning shot on Sun on Saturday and, and again Cam Ferris I think he he didn't miss a shot all all game on Saturday and then both of them kind of disappeared on Sunday so that really screwed us up. <laughs> We're on the right track, but nope, that's uh. We were close. We were close, but yeah, as, that was, as uh, we're recording here on Monday, those those just came out. So Bob really was not prepared for those questions. So well, no, I wasn't because I don't have a fo- I don't have my phone on me. And th- see, there's there's Dan's email telling me who's the SC. Had I but had my phone on me, 
Yep, see, I'm a little quicker than you today. And breaking also, news. John, do, we, do we have a breaking all, news drop? No. No, we don't have that sound effect, just the... Yeah, so... Yeah, so... Yeah, and and John start, John's gloating, so... Go figure. John, go write some power rankings. <laughs> He's not going to hear this until later. We're not doing this live. This is the beauty of a podcast. You can could, you could record this whenever the hell you want. I just assume John like listens as soon as we drop him, so he can figure well, out what we said wrong. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's funny, but yeah, that that's yeah that that makes sense, and that that's actually the funny thing of us being you know recording on Mondays, which this is la- uh, this is the last time we're going to do for a while because everybody's everything's switching over to Friday Saturday, so we can get back to our normal sane hours. Thanks, ESPN. <laughs> Thank you, ESPN. Um. Oh, there one other one last programming note before we close out. I know every year, the last couple of years, we've done the Horizon Roundtable live on New Year's Day. But by virtue of the fact that the Horizon League has games on New Year's Day, we this podcast will not be live. It will just be another episode of the another uh, another episode of Horizon Game Night. I think that's awesome and I I still want to see if we can get more people involved somehow. We'll talk about that off there, but I'm gonna I'm gonna fight for the people. I think we can do this. Okay. Um, it's funny because yeah, I I know that there's a way. We just haven't figured it out yet because you know, I'll I'll, I'll let you I'll let you run point on that one. I'm good. With we'll that. figure it out. <laughs> I can deal with that. I'm fine with that. Um, that's gonna do it for us. Um, at some point, I know there's a couple of guys, a couple of people you want to get on, at least one other, one person you want to get on the podcast in the near future. Not going to spoil it. We'll nope. figure it out. Um, I've got at least one or two people on my own I want to get on. Um, definitely not going to spoil that either. But as of right now, we're going back to Sunday. So we are going to, be, like I said, we are going to be going back to Sunday. So this is going to, so next week's episode is going to drop on Sundays as normal. Uh, or as normal as we can make it. And then, um, like I said, uh, January 1st and 2nd, we're going to be, we got Horizon Game Night coming up. Um, 10 9 Central on, 10 9 Central on Friday, uh, 9 8 Central on Saturday. So you definitely don't want to miss that. Uh, yeah, we've got it down to almost a half, we only got it down, we got it down to a half an hour on uh, on Sunday. I was very, I was very happy closer. with myself. Getting Get closer. closer. Getting closer. Um, in the meantime, obviously horizonaroundtable.com, that's where you can find literally everything. I mean, everything, everything. All there. Everything. <laughs> All there. Recaps, power rankings, podcast, link to game night, all that stuff. Um, we're, we're everywhere where all podcasts are found. Um, pull it up on your Amazon or, or Google devices. And stay tuned. We'll, like I said, this week we'll have a new game night. Until then, thank you guys for listening.